Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Hot Mess Podcast. I am your host, Matilda Johnson, and of course, today we are getting messy. But of course, let's start off with our weekly wrap. So, this week I am watching Daisy Jones and the Six. I'm continuing it on, and this is a good recommendation because I think the TV adaptation of the book is slightly different to the book enough where it's like, I think. Anyone can enjoy it and they won't get angry about it. And you don't feel like you have to read the book in order to enjoy the TV show. This is a show for everyone to enjoy. Um, I I discussed it last week, but okay, so they're releasing them in three episode lots. So I've already binge watched the most recent three episodes. I watched it all yesterday. And is it making me hate men even more than I tend to already? Yes. But do I also really love this show and its strong female characters and the badass like music and the ambition of the characters? Absolutely. And the more I watch it, the more I realize how heavily influenced it is um, and how heavily based on Fleetwood Mac that it is. And I know I slightly touched on this a little bit last week, but now this also links into what's on my TikTok feed. My TikTok feed is absolutely covered and filled with Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham and fans of Fleetwood Mac are going to murder me. I can't remember what the song is, but it's when they were finishing their tour and it was like 20 years since like they started their relationship and stuff. And Stevie Nicks is staring into Lindsay Buckingham's eyes while she sings. Um, I'm not going to sing it. Um, you'll never run away from the sound of a woman that loves you. Oh, kills my soul. Hold on. I'm looking it up for you now. So I actually have a good reference for it. Silver Springs by Fleetwood Mac. You have to watch the live version on YouTube. I will probably put it on my Instagram at hot mess podcast. So you guys can watch it and understand how relevant it is to Daisy Jones and the six and see Stevie Nicks just slaughter Lindsay Buckingham with her eyes and her lyrics. And it's just incredible to watch. And I've hyperfixated on this video for a while now. Like this has popped up on my feed for like at least once a month for the last six months. And I've always thought it's a bit random popping up, but I must thought, I, I thought it was very culturally significant. I thought everyone knew about this. I brought it up at work today and everyone was like, what are you talking about? And I didn't know that people had no idea that this performance existed. And I think it is a shift in culture. And I think people need to know about this performance. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I also forced my friend at work to tell me about the end of season four of you. Um, And so she did tell me she was very reluctant to, I will give her credit for the fact that she was like, no, I'm going to force you to watch it. Um, but I made her tell me and now I'm watching it. So thanks. You, uh, ended up encouraging me to watch it by telling me how it ends, if that helps. Um, but again, it's a show that really hate makes me hate men. Um, and it also makes me terrified of the dating world. Um, and if I were to ever enter that again, because I already hate dating as is, let alone the idea of the person who I could be out on a date with being an axe murderer, which is what this show makes me think will happen 
Anyway, I have so many options for music recommendations this week. I've been listening to a lot of music. Uh, Miley Cyrus's new album dropped. Love that for her. We stand Miley Cyrus in this house. I am a big fan of her. I think she is an absolute badass and I think she's got an incredible voice. I've also been listening to a lot of the 1975 because my friend and I just decided very randomly the other day to get tickets. We were like, oh, they're coming to Melbourne next month and we don't have tickets. Why don't we have tickets? So she and I bought tickets and I'm very excited about it. If you haven't heard their new song, Oh Caroline, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's like a fun version of someone else. Oh my God. Did I just say someone else? That makes me sound like such a fake fan. Somebody else. Anyway, yeah. Love the song Oh Caroline. It's probably my favorite from their newest album, which I know you guys are going to hate on me for because it is the single from their new album. However, the singles are meant to be hits and they've got a hit with that one and I think it's great. My favorite thing at the moment is like listening to old the 1975 songs and screaming the lyrics. My favorite ones, of course, I think are everyone's favorite songs to scream the lyrics to. Love it if we made it and Robbers. I feel like Robbers is the obvious scream lyrics to, but love it if we made it. There's something so fun about screaming the bridge of that song. It's really exhilarating. And if you need to scream at all, Put on that song and scream along to it. It's a good time. Trust me on that. My TikTok feed is absolute chaos right now, which is so much fun for me because I have no idea what's going to come next. But as we know, it was just the Oscars weekend. So I'm obviously getting a lot of footage of that. Of course, my favorite part was when Kei Hui Kwan won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor in a film for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I was... I mean... Loved him in Indiana Jones, obviously, and seeing him reunite with Harrison Ford filled my heart with joy and happiness and love. And it was just so satisfying to watch him jump up on stage. I think he's the happiest man in Hollywood and I love him because I think more people in Hollywood need to be like him and show their excitement and happiness and joy the way he does. I think it was so thrilling to watch. And his speech, when he was like, Mom, I've got an Oscar. Ah! <laughs> Crying, real tears. And it was beautiful. And also, of course, watching Michelle Yeoh win Best Actress, also for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. That movie cleaned up, but watching her win that was also beautiful. I think she made history being the first Malaysian woman to win an Oscar as well, which is brilliant. And I thought her speech was absolutely gorgeous. And yeah, it was just really moving to watch the Oscars this year. I didn't watch all of it, but what I have seen, I think was brilliant. I have so much else going on on my TikTok. I've got Angela Bassett did the thing. You already know. Um, again, I didn't, I was late to the party with that one. My friend at work who told me the ending of you also had to tell me about Angela Bassett did the thing. Um, because I did not watch that award ceremony. Uh, what else have I got? Oh my gosh. I've got a lot of normal people stuff coming up on my feed again, probably because Paul Mescal was nominated for an Oscar for his movie after sun, which I haven't seen yet, but I'm really keen to see. 
Um, but of course, first I loved him in Normal People, loved the book by Sally Rooney. The TV show of it is just incredible. I It's probably my biggest recommendation to everyone. Like everyone, whenever they ask me what TV show they should watch, I always say normal people. I think it's so moving and I think it's the best depiction of a young romance that moves from high school into like your early 20s. I think it's the most realistic one I've witnessed, witnessed, watched. <laughs> Feels like I witnessed it because... I think we've all kind of had a situation like this in some way, shape or form. And Connell and Marianne's story hits me in a very deep moving way. And it it hurts, but it's also beautiful and it's so good. (laughs) But anyways, back to life, shall we? So I had a stunning weekend at one of my best friend's weddings and it was the most gorgeous event I've been to in a long time. And I think it was honestly the most fun I've had in a long time too. So it was a little at home wedding in the groom's family's backyard. And it was very tropical vibes. And a lot of the wedding was DIY. And I was with some of my best girlfriends from high school who I am so lucky to still have as some of my best friends. And it was just all of us together singing and dancing and it was a truly beautiful weekend. You probably saw the title, Do Not Rob Me of My Twenties, and you're probably like, why are you bringing this up right after discussing the most gorgeous wedding you've ever been to? And it's funny because I was driving home with one of my besties, Gemma, And we were getting real deep in conversation and she is probably one of the people I always tend to go to for advice. She, like, I think most of the girls who, uh, who were at that wedding, they're definitely the people I go to most for advice. And so I was talking to Gemma about, I've been doing some self-preservation and reflection Uh, And I realized there are things in my 20s that I feel like I've that pass me by without taking full advantage of a situation. And I'm tired of doing that. And I'm really happy that I've come to this conclusion. You might remember a few episodes ago, I was like, I really want to move to London. And I think because I hadn't previously really mentioned it on a podcast episode that people were kind of like, why does she suddenly want to move overseas and start a life? It's actually not sudden. It's something I've wanted to do for a really, really long time. I'm sure I shouldn't have to explain myself and I'm sure a lot of people will totally understand this. But so I studied musical theater, a bit of backstory for you. I studied musical theater. I danced pretty much my entire life. I, start, I started when I was three years old. This year I'm turning 25. It's still a passion of mine, singing, dancing, acting. I will always love. I've still got an agent. I still do jobs here and there. It is a big part of my life. And last year, If you've been following along, you'll probably remember I went on holidays to Greece and Cyprus. Now, let's be very clear. I would not give that up for the world because I have always wanted to go to Greece and Cyprus. And so for me, that was another amazing opportunity. Would not give it up for the world. 
But at the same time that I was thinking about booking the flights to go to Greece and Cyprus, I actually received an incredible opportunity to go and study in New York. It hurts to even say it out loud. Oh my God, don't get emotional. So I received an opportunity to go and train in New York and I decided not to, and I decided to go on holidays to Greece and Cyprus instead. And you might be thinking, why would you do that? And now I look back on it and I'm, I know why I might not advertise why just yet on the podcast, but I gave up an incredible opportunity that would have really helped me get my shit together and be working again in the industry that I love when I had taken a step back after COVID and I let that opportunity slide. And now a year later, I'm looking back and I'm like, of course, I wouldn't change that holiday for the world. It was the best holiday. I had the best time, would not change it for the world. However, I'm now like, I cannot let these opportunities slide anymore. I do need to be a little bit selfish and I need to fulfill my wishes. And if an opportunity comes up that is going to benefit me, I need to take that on. And I think I've been scared for a little while now that I've that so many opportunities slide or that I get so stressed thinking I'm getting old and I know I'm not old like but I'm like is my prime over is this opportunity gone and I'm not going to get it back because I'm now almost in my like well technically I'm in my mid 20s now is it too late for me? And then my friend Mackenzie messaged me Hi, Kens. She messaged me after the episode about wanting to move to London and expressing these fears. And she was like, girl, you need to calm down. Like she was like, you're going to work yourself into a tizzy and you're never going to get anywhere thinking that you're not in your prime anymore. And she also shared something today, which just drummed this home for me even more. This girl, love you, Kens. She just gets it. She shared this video today that said, friendly reminder that 24 is young. You're only a six, wait, you're only a six year old adult and three of those were in a pandemic. Average parents are 30, average homeowners are 33. Most people can't save money until they're in their thirties. You have time to figure out what you do want. Stop worrying about what everyone else is doing. You're going to get, wait, oh my God, I can't even read. You're going at your own pace and you'll figure it out in time. This day and age is at its peak of hard times. It's okay. And you will be okay. I promise. And I was like (laughs) crying. Not really. I felt like crying. I'm going to share it to my story after this, but yeah, I was like, damn, why is this every emotion I've been feeling? Like I've that opportunity slide and I'm so concerned that I've missed my prime, that I'm, ev- that, that I'm letting even more opportunities slide out of fear. Why am I living in fear? That is so dumb. So what I'm trying to say is I've decided to be selfish for the rest of my 20s. Not really. Kind of, to a degree. If it is going to benefit me, my desires, my goals, then yes, I'm going to be a little bit selfish. I'm not going to be the type of person that tears people down along the way. I'm going to boost people up, but I'm still going to be selfish in that I'm going to go after what I think I deserve. So in a very roundabout way, the reason I started this conversation and why I'm titling this Don't Rob Me of My Twenties is because 
I'm not going to compromise myself, my beliefs, my wants and needs and my desires to benefit others, to accommodate to what people want from me or to be somebody I'm not just straight up. I think sometimes we also get caught up in the idea of wanting to be a certain way or act a certain way or do certain things because it's what we think is society, like is the right thing to do society wise and, or culturally, or even amongst friends, family members, relationships, and we just can't diminish our own wants to help others out, which is why I'm saying don't rob me of my 20s. I have decided to step away from that and let myself live the life I actually have lit- quite literally, quite literally always wanted to live. And I'm not saying this is going to be an overnight success. I'm not moving to London tomorrow as great as it would be to be living in London even with the rental crisis, but Melbourne's also going through a rental crisis. So I'm kind of like, yeah, it's bad everywhere. Some places are much worse, you know, but (laughs) I don't know why I was thinking of that, but you know what I mean? I'm not doing it tomorrow. This is, I'm still in it for like the long haul, but this is a goal that I've set my mind to and I can't let anybody stop me from achieving it. And this is a healthy reminder. And I think Oscar's weekend really just brought out this sentimental side of me. Um, Watching everyone's speeches. It's a reminder that your dreams are never too big either. Don't let anyone ever tell you your dreams are too big or unattainable. Because I am a stubborn little gal and I love to prove people wrong. And anytime somebody says I won't be able to achieve something, I'm going to be like, um, watch me, literally watch me do it. Give me five years, max, maximum five years. I dare you. But yeah, I'm just, don't let anybody ever tell you no, unless it's genuinely for like the right reasons. Like sometimes listen to people if they say no, but if it's for your genuine dreams and desires, don't let them stop you. And again, me being sentimental, this is really gross for me to admit this for people who don't know me and who have just started listening to the podcast. I had a YouTube channel for a little bit and it's still active because I was posting trips again from Greece and Cyprus so that my family who aren't on TikTok could see it on YouTube because they already followed the YouTube channel from years ago. Um, I started this YouTube channel when I was studying dance full time. Now that's a whole, is it a kettle of fish? Is that the saying? I can't remember. That's a whole other ballpark, that story. Um, but in that YouTube channel, you can see how, like I was watching them last night. Quite funny. I don't know why. I don't know why. I just was like, I want to look back at my old self. And I was watching me from four years ago, five years ago, expressing how much I loved performing arts. And even in those videos, I was like, I want to move to London. Like in the last video I did with my friend, Emily, who has made a name for herself in the industry. And I could not be more proud of her. She and I did a sit down Q and a about 
our dreams and advice for full-time dancers and people entering the performing arts industry. And on the count of three, she and I were like going to say our dreams and like what our goals are. And on the count of three, she said New York and Broadway. And I said, London West End. And I'm like, the fact that my dreams have not changed in about five years obviously to me says a lot. Like I really do want this. And obviously my dreams have developed. I don't see myself necessarily performing on the West End. Like cute if it would happen, but I don't see it as like my end game anymore. I am currently working more in behind the scenes kind of things with when it comes to performing arts. And I would quite happily do that for the rest of my life and seeing other people's dreams be brought to life and, um, being able to still go to the theater and enjoy it and know people who are on the stage and support them. And I don't know, it's just a really nice feeling to just be in that sort of community again. And I know I could go anywhere in the world and enjoy doing that. But ultimately, it just feels really nice coming back to like my former self and understanding my dreams and being like, hang on a second, why did I put this on pause? And I can tell you why, the pandemic, obviously. I feel like we all kind of lost a few of our years because of the pandemic and we're still trying to figure things out and there's nothing wrong with that my idea when I was finishing full-time was that in 2020 I was initially going to move to New York or London uh and obviously that didn't happen because it was 2020 and now we're at the other side of it quite comfortably like COVID still exists but definitely not in the way that it was back then and we've got flu shots and medications and vaccines that you can take as preventative measures and the odds are just better for us now and so I'm like why am I putting my life on pause for longer than necessary it's time for me to start living and I'm a dumbass right and I'm oh my god don't get emotional don't get emotional I suddenly I I want to say two years ago, roughly, I started changing and altering my ideas of what I wanted for myself purely based off the pandemic having just happened and thinking that everything in my life was going to change because of it. And so I was like, well, maybe I should look at getting a house in the next few years. Also, like that's near impossible these days. I mean, it's not impossible, but currently for me, I'm like, girl, it's not going to happen anytime soon for me. And like, I try to think very rationally about it. I'm just like, I'm not going to buy a house anytime soon. And I love living in Melbourne. I'm not going to buy a house in Melbourne anytime soon, unless I win the lottery, which would be cute. Um, But I was like, maybe I should buy a house. I should really take my relationships very seriously consider like, do I want to get married? Do I want to have kids? And honestly, ask me five, six years ago, if I wanted to have kids, I would have said no. And, but suddenly I was like, do I want to have kids? Do I have to like, should I start thinking about these very like socially acceptable things to start thinking about in your mid twenties about having that sort of life? And I don't want to say I woke up one day and realized, wait a second, I don't want this, but it is kind of like that. It is very much like I woke up and was like, wait, what am I doing? I can't just settle for this when I know it won't make me happy. So 
What we're learning today, kids, is that we are settling for nothing less than what we deserve and we are not going to diminish ourselves and hold ourselves back from achieving things just because we think it might not be the right thing for us to do or we think we won't be socially accepted or we think our age is going to hold us back. Since when is age holding anybody back? I hate myself for even thinking that I'm old at 24. What am I thinking? Am I neurotic? Maybe, but I'm not old. So yeah, it was just all of these things. And again, coming back to like my best friend's wedding, they knew what they wanted. I'm not saying that like wanting to settle down and have a family and a house is the wrong thing. Many people do want that. I just personally don't want that. And for instance, my friends who got married over the weekend, they have a very beautiful life together and they've got a gorgeous house and they have dogs and they've created a life together that they want and they still travel. They still do all the things that I want to do, but they've created a union and a partnership in doing so that is so strong and so powerful. And I applaud them for that. I personally am just not at that point in my life where I am ready for those things that they want. And that's the thing. I think I came to realize just because I don't want what my friends want or they don't want what I want, it doesn't mean it's wrong and it doesn't mean they're any less important. Oh my God, am I becoming Joe March in Little Women? Hold on, what's that speech she says? I found the monologue. I would do a dramatic reading, but I'll save that for a later time perhaps. But Joe March, Saoirse Ronan in the newest screen adaption of Little Women. What year was that? 2019? I love this movie. I mean, Little Women's one of my favorite books of all time. I gift it to like all my friends for their birthdays. Sorry to my friends. Um, you all get the same present from me. But usually a very nice copy. Anyway, regardless. Joe March, Saoirse Ronan playing Joe March in the 2019 adaption of Little Women says, women, they have minds, they have souls, as well as just hearts. And they've got ambition and they've got talent as well as just beauty. And I'm so sick of people saying that love is all a woman is fit for. Oh, kill me. Punch me in the face. I'm sure... Louisa May Alcott did not intend for me to say punch me in the face after reciting that. However, I just did. So that is my parting gift to you all. Women, everyone is fit for more than just love. Women especially are fit for more just than just love and pushing out babies and being a homemaker in my mind. If you want those things, go for your life. But there's a lot that you can also achieve. You're an ambitious person. You have an incredible brain and soul and beautiful hearts. And don't let anyone ever let you forget that. Okay. I'm so glad we did this. If you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, I really just word vomited my way through this one and just spoke about a lot of my thoughts and feelings, I guess. Um, like, and subscribe, uh, follow me at, at hot mess underscore podcast on Instagram and on TikTok. Please leave a review wherever you're listening. This of course is available on Apple podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, the list goes on. Very, very grateful for 
whoever you are, wherever you're listening. But yeah, let's keep the good times rolling and don't give up on your dreams and stay a little messy. I love you guys and we'll see you next week. Goodbye.